Welcome to episode 153 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. So Brian, you're out of the National Sports Forum and you had a conversation with Kurt Hunzucker, VP of Marketing and Strategy at Minor League Baseball. What was your biggest takeaway from this conversation? Yeah, Rob. So, I mean, it's really, fa- it's really fascinating to be out here at the National Sports Forum, NSF. A um, lot of really great people, like two or 3,000 of all of the best teams and brands that are in sports business, sports marketing. And it was fascinating to sit down with Kurt for the time that I did. Looking at minor league baseball, he gave a really fascinating perspective that I think everyone leaves out. I think everyone looks at just the individual teams when you look at minor league baseball and say, oh, well, you know, this one team here, it's so small and just has a small crowd. The reality, their scale is massive, and they're second only to MLB as far as attendees and so on and so forth. They have 160 teams. So I think that now, and what was interesting as well, and Kurt talks about, is three years ago, they really kind of created this organization to look from the top and start to create marketing and initiatives and really pull all of the teams together under one umbrella. And now that you look at that and you think about what are the potentials, where can minor league baseball go now that their scale out is bigger than all of the other professional teams in the United States, that's incredible. And there's a lot of upside there that even myself, I didn't think about. And you and I are obviously very much on the front lines of, of this industry. But he gave some really interesting insights into that and to where they're going. And we just had a really honest conversation. And I think it's best to just jump into it and, uh, and hear it right from Kurt. All right. So, Kurt, what's fascinating about minor league baseball is it's such a different animal than major league baseball, the NFL, and some of the other bigger organizations. One of the things that you and I were speaking about before we started recording was the size of, of, of minor league baseball. And I had said, you know, you, may, you have some disadvantages and advantages based on your size and scale. But then you said that actually that's not a disadvantage at all. Tell me about that. Correct. So when I first started, the league office was really an administrative function for the 160 clubs. And then in 2012, the president, Pat O'Connor, and a number of the owners, uh, formed what was then known as Project Brand, which is now our actual business entity of, of MILB Enterprises. And the belief was at the time that if we can actually aggregate to 160 clubs, you know, what does this look like in the commercial marketplace? And I came on board <clears throat> in 2015 as the foundation was, was built, and now we're just starting to build the first floor and the second floor to it. And you start looking at all these numbers and all these data points, and you realize that Outside of Major League Baseball and the 70 plus million attendees that they have and the 30 plus million uniques, we're second. So while the big four always gets lumped in as Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, NFL, MLS is coming up, we have 41 plus million unique, or I'm sorry, total attendance last year. Uh, We have 14.2 uniques. Both of those are second overall, including everybody. Wow. I mean, our total attendance, if you combine the NBA and the NHL, they're about the same. Wow. So if you're a brand, there was never a comparison. Like we had a slide in our old pitch deck that had the you know, 40 million plus fans, X number of years. And I'm just like, where's everybody else at? Because that slide gets a lot more favorable for us. When you see, and we include MLB at the very end, at the very top, but then you see a second 
and then NBA, NHL, NFL, MLS down here. You know, brands are like, what? And then we follow that up with where we really win on the, on the scale. This with 160 teams. You know, we're in the top DMAs all across the country. A lot of places that professional sports, which we are, um, the other leagues don't reach. And when you kind of pull all the 160 markets together, 75% of all Americans live in a market with a minor league baseball club. Mm -hmm. So if you're a brand, a national brand, even if you're a regional brand, you're just start focusing on a couple of areas, there's really no better place to go than minor league baseball, and that's a story we are now very much amplifying out in the marketplace. Well, I think, I think what's interesting from my perspective is, I mean, I know the numbers because I'm obviously in the sports marketing industry, but no one talks about that. Until, like, honestly, until this conversation, that, that has never been a focal point of talking about minor league. It's always, I th and I think one of the things that, that I'm curious about is from all the conversations I've had and things I've seen, it really has been on the very individual club level. Right. And I think obviously it's very smart and interesting that you know, it, three years back, kind of starting this more larger initiative from a marketing and business perspective for all the clubs. What does that change for minor league baseball and, and even, even the individual teams? Well, I mean, I play with the stack deck in St. Pete at the league office because the brand of minor league baseball has been built on the shoulders and backs of these 160 clubs. And they have done a phenomenal job of, of planting the flag down on the fun, family memory-making experience that minor league baseball games are most known for. We also have a creative license to do just about anything and try anything. The other leagues just don't have that, but people expect that from us. And so there's a bit of an over-the-top aspect of what our clubs can do. And there's not a whole lot of overlap. You know, in the Tampa area, you have some Florida State League teams. Uh, but really, we don't compete. Our clubs don't compete against each other. So what I've noticed in my two plus years there is a tremendous amount of collaboration uh, between all of the clubs. One group has a really good idea. Another group may tweak it a little bit to fit their community. And then, I mean, they're off and running. There's a whole lot of replication. Um, there's a whole lot of fine tuning. There's a whole lot of competitiveness that everybody wants to be the most innovative. And so while, and, but with that said, no one like holds all their cards back. There's more of, hey, we're all in this together. Um, you know, um, our joke is we're a 116-year-old startup. You know, minor league baseball was formed in 1901, and yet I have a pre-existing base of 41 million fans, or 41 million attendees, self-designated fans by ESPN Sports polls, 107.6 million. Wow. I mean, you're, we this is scale that when business development guys start talking in the commercial marketplace, like, wait, I thought I knew who minor league baseball was. I clearly do not continue talking. And that's, that's the, I mean, we do hit them up front with those numbers just to, hey, we're serious about this. We can really connect brands, products, services with millions of consumers across the United States, all these different types of marketplaces, um, from the Albuquerque's of the world where the isotopes play to Fort Wayne, Indiana, to... You know, Columbia, South Carolina, I mean, we're all over the country, mm -hmm. uh, all but seven states. I mean, we, we have a pretty good um, uh, penetration level into the marketplace. 
Do you think the challenge before three years ago was the fact that the teams were trying to do this and operating completely, they didn't have the support on a, on a larger scale, a holistic scale? And what changed that that happened three years ago? Well, I think the, it was almost like a League of, League of Nations. You know, the 160 clubs ran themselves from a, from a marketing and, and sales standpoint. Um, in the previously, minor league baseball did aggregate the clubs for licensing and then eventually for the digital rights, which is now uh, the baseball internet rights company, Burko. And so this was just a, almost a, a natural evolution. They went through the trials and tribulations of how do you aggregate these things. Um, you kind of get the, uh, the rust off, so to speak, of, okay, is it really that easy combining a Durham with a Orem, Utah? Like, I mean, there are very disparate markets, but hey, we're all in this together and let's all row in the same boat. Clubs still function, they still do their day-to-day. -day. It's just now we collaborate with them on creating these national platforms that elevates all the boats. So all 160 clubs come up. Do all of them activate all the national deals? No. But what we've come to realize uh, in very short order is a lot of our partnerships, the uh, there's an operational cost savings because of a new partnership. The clubs have articulated, they value that almost more than a rights fee, just because it's an immediate cash savings or cash flow change in their, so they can reinvest that, they can do other things with that, and it's always something that they were already purchasing anyway. But now that we can aggregate it, we can economy use a scale, and then better distribution, and you know all the different facets, then the, the, those are the deals, and they're becoming, and what we're starting to see, and there's two new deals we're gonna announce here in the next couple of weeks, those came from the clubs to us. And now we're at that point in very short order, two plus years, where the clubs are kind of part of our business development team. And they're like, hey, you know what? There's a guy I met, you know, obviously I can do business with him, but I think it makes sense for you guys to talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's a dream scenario for us. Right. And What's the biggest challenge in trying to grow and market the teams as a whole? Uh, well, clearly it's media for us. Um, and it actually dives into, it, it's, a, it's a plus and a minus of minor league baseball. Fans come to the games and the actual baseball is not one of the highest priorities of why they come to games when we've interviewed them and done some surveying. Um, but for media, you, you need the games. Um, it, it, there's, there's a couple of things going in our favor. So, you know, prior to you know, uh, us talking live, I had mentioned that there are some solutions we're starting to find to, to, to kind of turn negatives into positives. One is the, having media not be the focus on the, on the games themselves, but this shoulder programming idea of outside the white lines content. One of the big things that and talking to fans that they love about minor league baseball is just the food. I mean, we, we've got some foodies that come to our ballparks and, and they love all the crazy stuff that, that our clubs make and, and the local flavor uh, of coming to our ball games and obviously the craft beer explosion has been embraced by our minor league baseball. Um, the Asheville tourists actually have the trademark to Thursday Thursday, so they utilize that one quite well. But we can create programming. We, we can talk to a, a food network potentially, and, and do a series on ballpark food, minor league baseball, and go to really cool
cool places all across the United States and talk about, yeah, the, the, the setting will be the ballpark and the team, but then it's talking about all the great things to do in Reno, all the things you can do in Oklahoma City. I mean, there's just so much that we can deliver on the outside of White Lines content that we haven't even touched upon. And so I think we can, we can solve the one part of the media equation with that. The other one, quite frankly, is the benefit of, of Major League Baseball in the end of the steroid era is the, just the focus on prospects, that the hardcore baseball fan knows who's coming up in each of the teams because there's greater value placed by the MLB club. Perfect point was you know, back in 2014, Chicago Cubs were not doing much in Chicago, but all of their affiliates were just motoring through the competition and people started under hearing the words of Chris Bryant and Edison Russell and, and others and viewership and page views and social likes for the Iowa Cubs, Tennessee Smokies, uh, at the Boise Hawks. I mean, all of these Cubs affiliates were through the roof because, well, the product in Chicago this year is not great. Let's go see what this Chris Bryant kid looks like in Boise. Mm. And so that's really helped kind of fuel this, what we're kind of bringing to the marketplace is, and there's nothing minor about minor league baseball. I mean, these are professional athletes. These are the greatest athletes at each, at their level of, of baseball. And we have different classification levels, but these are the best of the best. Only, you know, 10% of minor league baseball players make it in major league baseball. But I mean, if you want to see some of the best baseball in the Northwest League, go to Hillsborough, Oregon. Let's see the short season club hops. Uh, Dansby Swanson started there. He's going to be playing shortstop for the Atlanta Braves this year. That was two years ago. Right. So a lot of fans are starting to pick up on this. And so viewership of our uh, MILB.TV product is going up. I mean, it just, and that's just organic. Mm-hmm. It's just how do we now, how do we bang the drum and amplify that as far as this big initiative to get out in the marketplace? Well, that, that's, that's a perfect transition to my next question, which is, is there an advantage and are you looking towards social media? Now, live streaming becoming so big on Facebook, even Twitter with the NFL doing live streaming. Now, I know that there's a whole big question mark about monetization around all of that, but is that somewhere where you're looking as, a, as, a, as an upside of saying, listen, we're not, you know, we're not so invested in the broadcast like the bigger teams or the big, bigger leagues rather. Um, well, not bigger, but sure. the pro leagues. Right. Um, is that an advantage to say you can look towards new media and social and live streaming as a window of opportunity to reach more fans? Absolutely. I think the, and this is what the clubs are, are very, they're very quick to adapt. So uh, in minor league baseball, we, we kind of pride ourselves in our clubs as being the early adopters and things. So we were even talking in the last couple of days, Myrtle Beach Pelicans, when they won their championship, they live streamed it and had great viewership and so it was amazing that the uh head of marketing was talking about this yesterday and and she was just like as i'm as i'm shooting this i just see the hearts and the thumbs go up like just keep popping up popping up because you know community is such a central focus of minor league baseball and it's one of the four pillars that we we, that we have um family the experience and having fun being the other ones that when myrtle beach wins even you know the carolina league championship like that's, that's their team. I mean, that's the beacon of the community all throughout the summer months. And so the fans rally around it. I think one thing that we're going to do this year that's never been done, and it was just, a, again, a natural evolution of, of where we've come, is we're launching a national branding campaign. Mm. So it goes back to, you may know in your market, the Durham Bulls, 
or you may know, you know, the new Hartford yard goats. But when you put them all together, people travel a lot. Hey, come out to a minor league game. You know, if you're traveling out to uh, California, you know, go see the Visalia Rawhide, go see the Fresno Grizzlies, who rebranded as the Fresno Tacos, and that thing became <laughs> yep. Uh, that that became a thing. Rob and I <laughs> talked about that actually. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and then you had because of that idea, Lehigh Valley did the cheesesteaks, and now Redding's doing the whoopie pies. And <clears throat> I mean, it's just it's <clears throat> the the creativity is a self-sustaining wheel, but aggregating that and, and promoting it out as a fan initiative that clearly has its eyes on the, on the business side of like, hey, again, there's nothing minor about minor league baseball. Mm. And social media is going to let us connect to those fans. And we have a great partnership with, with Major League Baseball Advanced Media. And so there are constant, if not daily, conversations with the team there on, hey, Let's, 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 the monetization of it will, will come. It's just how do you get out in front of them authentically uh, and engage them in ways that they want to be engaged. And so a lot of my job being on the marketing strategy and research side is, is just simply talking to fans. Like, okay, what's the way to do this? And obviously each market's different. Even I don't really believe in the demographics because every mom is different. But... When you, when you have these conversations, I mean, it really does kind of crystallize into, a, into some ideas that we're starting to execute starting with this season. And going back to something you said a little earlier, which was about people in, in general are not going to the teams to, for necessarily the teams. They're going there for what, the experience? Correct. And what's interesting is some of the conversations, a lot of the conversations that we have with um, pro sports teams, whether it be the NFL or NBA, NHL especially, is when the teams are doing great, the seats are easy to fill. Mm -hmm. When they're not doing great, a lot of teams struggle filling those seats and selling those tickets. And it seems to come back to they're relying solely on the performance of the teams mm -hmm. instead of considering the experience. You're coming from the opposite perspective. What, in your opinion, or what is are the minor league teams doing that creates such an experience that still brings fans in, not necessarily for baseball, but for the experience? Well, I, I think first and foremost is the affordability of getting fans inside the ballpark. You know, if you follow the fan cost index model, we're under $65 for a family of four to attend a game, um, whereas I think the NFL is you know, scratching 500 So we win that one pretty clearly. But I think once you get into the ballpark, we also have a very keen understanding that, I mean, we have a lot of young families that come to the ball games. Um, it's, it's more affordable than go, even going to the movie theaters. But if you're in a movie theater, and I have two young kids, sitting still is an interesting concept. We actually play to the fact that, and we've done research on this, a family with, with kids under 12, they probably sit in the seats about two and a half innings. So if you consider a nine-inning game, and maybe seven if they want to get home early. Um, you still have, you have four and a half innings plus to fill with entertainment. And that's where, for generations, minor league baseball's won. It just hasn't been broadcasted. I mean, the kids' fun zones, I mean, there's always something to do. Uh, even in a couple of places, there's basketball hoops. Just, just, hey, just keeping the kids engaged. Because it's really all about uh, a, a family outing or going out with friends or, or coworkers and just relaxing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a, you're at the edge of your seat in minor league baseball in between the innings when, you know, the, the people are doing a, a promotion on the field or they're shooting t-shirts on the crowd. 
you know, Major League Baseball, NBA, you're, I mean, it's during the game action. Yeah. We're the exact opposite. And we're the exact opposite in a lot of things. You kind of alluded to it. But we pride ourselves on that, having it fun, having it memorable, uh, that you want to come back. These guys who play in all these teams, uh, they cycle out every year and obviously during the season too. So fans understand that. I think what our fans have done an excellent job is they know that they're there for a short time, but don't believe that, or, or don't think for a second that, you know, those, those fans in Boise and, and Knoxville, Tennessee that saw Chris Bryant play, that's our guy, because he's part of our family. He was part of our community. And, and the clubs get out in the community and they just, they're so ingrained in and, and places like, I mentioned Hillsborough and, and Fort Wayne and others that do a phenomenal job. I mean. Dayton Dragons have been sold out for 11 plus years. I mean, these these teams are the epicenter of their markets during the summer months. And so it's, hey, let's go have some fun at the ballpark. And having an affordable ticket, having a great experience, great food. The, my, my joke is, I'm gonna do it, I think this year. I'm gonna do an exit survey, pick the, pick the markets, whatever. Ask two or three questions. The last question is who won tonight's game? And the hypothesis that we have in St. Pete is 90% of the people would be like, I do not know, I do not care. I had a great time. And that is a, you're playing in a position of power in that regard. Mm -hmm. So then it becomes, how do we get more of the community to come out to the ballpark? Mm -hmm. You know, how do we, fireworks nights do it, the teams do all the, you know, the jerseys and the, and we can promote whatever the local food is and we're on a cap for a game, but how do we, bring in more of the community? How do we convince those people who come to three games to go to a fourth game? I mean, that, that's what we're always thinking about. Mm, two quick last questions before we wrap this up. Do you think that minor league baseball is actually the accelerator behind what is creating new young fans that eventually go and follow an, an MLB team? Oh, do absolutely. You, yeah. Do you think it's underrated? People don't associate that necessarily. They're looking at directly at the New York Mets or the Yankees, when in reality a lot is happening at the minor league level because they're young, getting in there and starting to like baseball? 100%. Mm -hmm. and, and it goes back to the 75% of all Americans live in a market with a minor league baseball team. That's why we take great pride in being one of the stewards of the One Baseball Initiative. So at working with MLB on how do we expand play ball, uh, we work with them in the Council of Mayors all across the country. It's like, hey, you have 30 markets, we have 160. Combined, we have 190. That sounds a lot better than just 30, so how can we help? And it, it's, I mean, we're just scratching the surface on that kind of stuff, but I think having a completely unified front with the expertise on the coaching side with USA Baseball and USA Softball, I would venture to guess that's gonna be one of the biggest growth areas of play ball. They want, MLB got it off and running, you know, started to grow it, started to grow it. Now we're in amplification mode, and I use that word a lot, amplify. Um, I'm actually gonna be there next week to discuss everything for 17, 18 seasons. That's where we can kind of reverse trends, we believe, is hey, we can get in the marketplace. The thing about baseball, all you need to play the, the lowest common denominator is two gloves and a ball. Yeah. And that person can be mom, dad, your best friend, your teacher, whatever, and so, once you kind of start there, it becomes a lot more manageable. Mm -hmm. and, and, and working with some of the equipment providers, like we can bring baseball to a lot of different markets. It's just 
people haven't thought about it in the ways that we're now thinking about it. And, and what, and this is where the creativity of minor league baseball comes into play. And the fact that we are so ingrained with all these communities is we have access through, because of these clubs live off of group sales and whatnot, to elementary schools, to youth centers, to parks and recs departments. So it's more than just a particular like youth sports league. You're kind of talking to yourself in that regards. How do you get out in front of kids who may not be exposed to baseball? And with younger players coming up, they're more relatable. And because they grew up with social media, they're more engaging themselves. So I think there's a lot of positive dynamics that gets me really, really excited that the next generation fan that I am clearly dedicated towards is very much attainable. Mm. One quick little little anecdote. Um, years ago, we were doing a, a, a production video shoot, and we were actually shooting it at the Brooklyn Cyclones Stadium. Mm -hmm. And what was really funny is in the last minute, they had to reschedule, and they're gr amazing, great people over there, I know them. Um, they had, we had to reschedule because they forgot that they had like a, a night where the Girl Scouts were coming and camping on the mm -hmm. field. It was so cool. I'm like, that's an awesome reason to reschedule. No problem. It's so cool. But that's that community involvement in, in getting people into baseball that necessarily wouldn't have thought about it before. My last question is, what advice do you have to other leagues that aren't looking at it from the fan engagement standpoint first, that when their team isn't performing, they're struggling? What, what, what should they be doing differently? I don't know everybody's businesses as well as they do clearly, but I think we're, we have the great benefit is that we are very much fan-centric. Um, we don't have the corporate aspect that I think some of the other leagues do, that when you start making decisions more on the corporate side uh, rather than the fan side, and, it, and clearly I think game time starts it falls into that kind of realm. Um, it's hard to, like, I'll use the World Series as an example, Game 7. Most kids were asleep. I'm not saying start the game at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, but I, I think there are things that we do that, and it's, I mean, this, is a, this forum is a great example. Like, what are you guys doing with fans? I mean, that's always, like, a topic of conversation. It seems like you guys are better connected. Even though they may have humongous social followers. They could be in a different country um, or, or in a different state. We, we, we own those communities. And having that community aspect is something that we take great pride in. And it all is centered around the fan. But I think that would be, you know, if there's one piece of advice to the other leagues, I would do everything you can to amplify your, your position in that community. So then it doesn't become about wins and, losses, wins and losses. It's more about the experience. You know, we, we use memory making. You talked about the, the Girl Scouts. Like, they'll remember that for the rest of your life, yeah. that they you know, camped out on a baseball field and with that kind of view outside of Coney Island. I think that's where we always look inward rather than outward. And, and a lot of brands want that connection inward as well because it's true, it's authentic, it's not, hey, you're just slapping a logo on something. You really, when we ask this of all of our national partners, like, hey, if you want to partner with us, here's our vision, here's where we want to go, you have to invest in this because we're trying to grow the game and we want you to be a solution. We, we think we can do this, this, and this for you, obviously, but we also think you can do this, this for us. Uh, way more than just a rights fee. And a lot of our 
national partners, insurance, John Deere, Crayola this year, that they, they value that. They greatly value that. How can somebody who hasn't been to a minor league game find the one that's closest to them? Where do they go? Well, they go to minor league baseball's website, milb.com. Uh, I invite you to come to all of our social medias. We're, the handle's the same, at milb. You know, we have with teams, 160 teams all across the country. If you're traveling, if you're in a market, if you want to come out and have a delicious meal and watch some really, really good baseball, but more importantly, have a great time, I mean, we're here for you. Awesome. Well, Kurt, thanks so much for coming on the Sports Marketing Hall. I appreciate your time here at the National Sports Forum and uh, be very excited to see what you continue to do with minor league baseball. Perfect. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs>